When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the Canty and Carlin podcast. <laughs> well, the insanity of the Western Conference Finals in Game 1 between the Nuggets and the Lake Show. Daryl Morey on the firing of Doc Rivers. Adam Silver sounding off on Ja Morant. Steve Kerr going off on his team and punches being thrown. Cats and dogs living together in this sports world we have on this particular Wednesday afternoon. Mass hysteria on the horizon. With Aaron Goldham, Rami and Fitzsimmons in for Canty and Carlin. All of those stories pale in comparison to the news of the day. And that is for a man who was hooked on the sticks of Bill Walsh College PlayStation 1992 when Sega came out with that glorious college football game. And I added a year and a half of my college career because I skipped every damn class to sit in Scott Burchek's apartment playing college PlayStation, Bill Walsh, Sega 1992. Today, EA Sports announces... College football 2024 is back, ladies and gentlemen. Can we all say hallelujah? I mean, can we say praise the Lord and the football gods? Everything else bears in comparison to getting back on the sticks in 2024, Aaron Goldhammer. Well, Ian, some folks think that I am a New York University graduate. But actually, I don't know if you know this, I went to the Ohio State University where I played quarterback for four seasons and won four consecutive national championships <laughs> for head coach Tim Dressel. We changed his name. But, in fact, the thing I'd like to do the most was to change the price of the hot dogs in the stands, <laughs> which you could always do. What a day. What a It, it really... I'm sorry. I know people like the hockey, and I, I know my friends play FIFA. Um, but, Ian, the best it's the sports game, the best the sports day. game ever invented is the NCAA football. And the, it, is it going to actually kind of be ruined by the fact that you can use real player names and stuff? Because I'm used to having their likeness, but not actually having, you know, Matt Leinert's name show up under his, uh, <laughs> under, under his body. I'm good with it. I'm fine with it. As a matter of fact, we'll talk to a former All-American who's thrown for nearly 40,000 yards in the NFL about this very thing coming up at 5.30 Eastern time. Stay tuned. You don't want to miss it. Who is also doing something with NIL, where every college fan can get involved in helping your alma mammies. But I'm telling you, it's a glorious day. I'm getting text messages. Speaking of former Buckeyes, Ryan Miller, former All-Big Ten linebacker, Ohio State, listening to the show right now, just says, can I get an amen? Yes, you can. Amen. Can you get an amen? Yes, college football is back on your joysticks. We'll touch on that coming up periodically throughout the show. But, uh, Aaron, Daryl Morey, if if what he's saying is true, as GM of the Sixers, (laughs) and I want to give a big if what he said today is true, because I believe about one out of ten things that Daryl Morey says. 
Well, look, so, th- th- this started, you know, he went on this little PR campaign to get Embiid the MVP. Okay, congratulations. I, when's the parade down Broad Street to celebrate that? Then, clearly before Game 7, they put this thing out about officiating calls in Game 6 that they felt like they got hosed. I don't know, maybe you should have let Embiid touch the ball in the last four minutes. And you would have had a chance to win that game. Uh, And then he comes out in this press conference today, Ian, and he says a couple of things that are just really, really hard to believe and things that if they are true, then the Sixers are even more dysfunctional than we thought. All right, let's dive into it. With Aaron Goldhammer, I'm Ian Fitzsimmons. You're on ESPN Radio. We are presented in part by Progressive Insurance. So Daryl Morey was posed the question today at his press conference to describe and define why Doc Rivers was fired. And most 76ers fans are, are thrilled by this. Uh, this move in firing Doc Rivers, but you better make sure that your reigning MVP was consulted in firing Doc Rivers and is being consulted on whomever is going to replace Doc Rivers. Daryl Moy was asked that question about Embiid. Here's what he said. They had a strong relationship. I mean, I have to make tough calls all the time with trades. Joel was disappointed, and you know, some of it was he didn't know the player we were getting in the trade who ended up helping us, but he was disappointed in the players that went out. I think it's natural to be very close with the people in the locker room. Um, he was very close with Coach Rivers. Yeah, he was shocked about the change, and it's my job to uh, help convince him that the new coach is someone that he'll have a great relationship with as well. Quote, he was shocked. Uh, Sixers fans, you better pray that that is one of those Moryisms where he's protecting a player or somebody in the organization. This feels like he might be protecting Embiid a bit, Aaron, in my opinion, just because, you know, you never, Embiid strikes me as a player where he may rip into a teammate, but he's not going to rip into a coach that he has some respect for. Uh, so uh, is Mori protecting uh, Embiid? Hey, Sixers fans, you better hope so, hope so, because if Joel Embiid, your reigning MVP, was, yeah. quote, shocked, end quote, that you canned his head coach, partner, you got problems. If I have a better sense of what's going on in the Sixers organization than Joel Embiid does, Ian, that's not a good thing. And I was not shocked when they fired Doc Rivers. Were you shocked when they fired Doc Rivers? No. Look, they it's have easy all to the fire t- one in five. Yeah, but also they have all the talent in the world, and they keep blowing these leads. You know, I mean, how many 3-1, 3-2 leads are you going to blow in the playoffs before you eventually decide that we're going to make a coaching change? To me now, that's what Doc is known for more than winning the championship in Boston with the big three, KG, Pierce, and Ray Allen. But we live in the player empowerment era, okay, where the most powerful person in the Sixers organization is obviously Joel Embiid. It's not Daryl Morey. It's actually not Josh Harris. It's not their ownership group. The most powerful person, the irreplaceable resource, is the seven-foot-tall guy who scores 50 and averages 33. So my... (laughs) It's just not that believable that they would make a move like this and not even consult with Joella, not even get a sense for how he feels. He's the most powerful person in the organization, and it strains the credibility of the general manager when he says stuff like this. Yeah, and, and Aaron, I, I I agree with you on Doc Rivers, but players hold some responsibility also for blowing you know the game six and also just quitting in game seven. You know, I mean, J- James Harden, his track record in, in closeout games ain't exactly stellar. 
Now, you know, he disappears also. That's what fair. he end up? Three for that's 11, one, oh, oh for 5 from beyond the arc in game seven. Yep. And oh, by the way, you, you're the point guard. Get Joel Embiid the ball with, with, at some point with four minutes to go. Joel Embiid, demand the ball with four minutes to go at least one time. Doc Rivers, draw up a stinking play to get Joel Embiid the ball, right? right. In the last four minutes and, and of game Joel six. And Joel Embiid, go get the ball, you, you know, is, yeah, is, so- a, is a big part of this too. And, you know, it's so funny. The Sixers had so many chances to really build a dynasty, I think. They took Ben Simmons with the number one pick. They passed on Tatum. They took Markel Fultz with the number one pick. Both of those now are just totally sunk cost. They hit on Embiid, but they choose between Jimmy Butler and Tobias Harris, and they choose Tobias Harris while Jimmy Butler becomes the best player in these playoffs. It just feels to me like the whole process era of the Sixers is caving in on itself as we speak, and I don't know where they're going to be six weeks from now. Well, if you think that his previous comment about Embiid, his, his words, Embiid was, quote, shocked, end quote, about their news and telling him that they're going to fire Doc Rivers. If you're a Sixers fan, this might make you cringe even more when you hear with this question and the answer from your general manager in Philadelphia. We're taking a careful process uh, with the coach. We do not think it will move quickly. We're going to look at all the candidates. We're already very encouraged by the candidates that reached out. We have an MVP player. We have a great roster. Lots of players want to want to play with. Lots of coaches want to be with. So we'll look at that carefully. Uh, the players won't have a direct input in the coach. You want to look for a coach that is a fit with you know how we want to play and the players we have. Um, but players won't have an input in that. Quote, players won't have an input. Maury, you better get it right. If Again, I take everything this man says with a grain of salt. One yeah. out of every ten things I hear come out of his mouth, I truly believe. This better be one of those ten. Yeah, It better not be, because if it is, Philadelphia, you might lose Joel Embiid. And I'll give you an example. I gave this yesterday. Uh, well, Aaron Goldhammer on me and Fitzsimmons in for Canty and Carlin here on ESPN Radio. Yeah, let me hear. When I was with the Dallas Mavericks Radio Network, Avery Johnson was pushing for best record in, in franchise history, yeah. top best record in the NBA, yep. they're the number one seed. They get ousted when they he changed and, tra- and took Damp off Eric Dampier off the court and yep. went small to match up with the Warriors, even yep. though you were the best team in the NBA that year. Right. And in that moment, he lost his superstar. He lost Dirk. Yep. And when you lose your superstar, it's yep. church. Either yep. that guy's going to want to go, or you're right. getting rid of the coach. And right. guess who went? A- Avery Johnson. Avery Johnson. And, and guess, guess who, who was won- consulted about the next head coach? Dirk. 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 And next get- thing you know, Rick Carlisle comes in and they win a title <laughs> just say, a few years yes, later. Guess so- four years later. Guess who wins? Five years later. Guess who wins the championship? You know, I I think that stars in the NBA now often want to move and go to different teams. I mean, obviously, we've seen this with you know countless guys now from. Kawhi to Kevin Durant multiple times to Kyrie Irving in most of those cases the organization has pretty much done everything they possibly could to try to make the superstar happy and it still just hasn't worked in this case I think the Sixers have been so derelict in their responsibility to Embiid to try to support him with the best players possible and make the best moves to give him a chance in every single series to win a title I could understand. I wouldn't rip him at this point if he said, you know what, 
why don't you get more draft picks, Philly, because you like your draft picks so much. Why don't you go find some draft picks for me, and I'm done dealing with the dysfunction from ownership. Think of the general manager and the burner accounts. We don't have time in this segment, Ian, to go back through all of the dysfunction in that organization since Joel Embiid's rookie year. We don't. You're right. And, again, I can't emphasize enough, if Embiid was shocked, you got problems. If he won't have any input on who the next head coach is, you got problems. Kendrick Perkins, what do you think about all of this, especially if you're Joel Embiid? He was on with Fitz and Harry earlier. Here's Perk. How do you not consult with your MVP about the firing of a coach? How do you not even think about talking to him about that? You know why you don't think about talking about it? Because your focus wasn't about uh, Joel Embiid. Your focus, again, is about your love affair with James Harden. A, a truer words never spoken. I mean, this is – and think about that, man. Harden is 24 and Embiid's 29. Harden – there is little doubt in my mind that Daryl Morey is going to pay that man over $200 million in a max contract Jeez. at the age of 34. He'll be 34 in August. That's with the, his, paying with that his dude until he's 38. Game, with his big game pedigree. Either scoring 45 or going 3 for 11 and scoring 9 points in this past series. Like, I just, I don't think this is going well. You know what, Ian, after all these years covering sports in Cleveland, Ohio, I can smell the dysfunction a mile away. And in Philly, who's really in charge? Who's really calling shots? Well, it's Maury. But if what I'm Josh Harris, process? the owner, I'm screaming from the mountaintop. Right now it feels like almost they have no process. to Like they're going to take a while to find the next coach. What, what, what is that about? Especially to that point, Aaron, when you've got Milwaukee open with a yeah. guy like Giannis and you have you coaches Phoenix. standing up going, please hire me, where you, where you have Phoenix. Those are, those are the three franchises that have the most wins in the regular season over the last two years. Jeez. Phoenix, is... Milwaukee, Philly, available, available, available. And if you have a guy in mind, you yep. better go lock his ass up now. Because guess what? There's two prime openings also yeah. out there. Now, I'm curious if you agree with this, Ian. Like, If you make a calculated firing, like Doc didn't get fired yesterday doc rivers got fired slowly over the course of the last three seasons right well if you're going to do that and, and it's not for cause and it's not something that is it you gotta have a plan in place for who you're gonna hire next otherwise you shouldn't be firing the guy this is true college football nfl if you're firing a coach and you don't have a, a process going forward for what so your process is we're going to take a long time to really measure and cut and see and talk and interview. Look, if you think you can get better, I understand it. But you better have identified those candidates in advance, and you better have a really good sense of a plan for how to go. Otherwise, you're going to end up with one of these meandering, months-long searches that is going to put you in a worse spot than where you were when you fired your coach to begin with. Every good athletic director has that short list in the top right-hand corner of, of his drawer. Every general manager, you know, yep. every team president, they all have that short list. And that's, a, that's part of what I don't believe Daryl Morey is, is when he's speaking the truth, saying this is going to be a long search. 
if it is, partner, you shouldn't have canned the guy you just had to your point, Aaron. So yeah. yep. uh, I, I don't believe that it's going to be a long, drawn-out search unless they've already locked their guy up and they're going to put on a little dog and pony show. That's the, o- that's the only thing that I can imagine, at least if you're a Sixers fan, you better hope right. that that guy's already locked up and they'll announce it in a couple of weeks instead of tomorrow. The other thing with Embiid here, Ian, like it, it's one thing to have not won a championship at his point in his career. Okay, that I could understand. I don't ring count the same way that so many other sports talk radio hosts around the country do. But he's never even made the conference finals. He's never even gotten two series, Ian, away from winning a championship. He hasn't sniffed. You know, he's still playing in double headers on ESPN when he gets knocked out of the playoffs. He can't even get games on his own night in the postseason. So that puts him in a completely different category. You know, it's one thing, okay, Barkley, Carl Malone, they never won the big one. At least they got to the finals. Joel Embiid has made the playoffs a bunch, but he's never... I mean, how many playoff series has he won in his career? So, to me, it's he's starting to, I think, really see a point in his career where either he's got to feel better about what's going on in Philly, or as Perk alluded to, it would not surprise me to see him a year from now wearing a different uniform. He's Aaron Goldhammer on me and Fitzsimmons in for Canty and Carlin here on ESPN Radio. Now, a few years ago, I went out and visited my brother when he was coaching for the Arizona Cardinals, now the Carolina Panthers. And he asked me about uh, this, this particular comedian. I went, no, that's not, he's not a comedian. He's an actor. He was in the Green Book. He was in The Irishman along with De Niro. He was a, he was a, a you know, a, one of those assassin guys. He goes, no, he's a stand-up comedian first. We get in an argument. Kids go to bed. He puts on the stand-up. Three and a half hours later, we are still crying, laughing. The next morning I woke up, my stomach hurt so badly, I felt like I actually did a Pilates workout. That comedian joins us next right here on ESPN Radio after after Aaron gives you this word on Indeed. (laughs) He just tipped off who's joining us next. Ah, Son of a! Uh, Folks, if your summer hiring program is heating up, then make the whole process a little more chill with our friends at Indeed, their powerful hiring platform. Makes it really simple to attract, interview, and hire candidates all in one place. Just sponsor a post, get matched instantly with quality candidates whose resumes on Indeed, meet your job description, and you can even schedule and conduct virtual interviews all from the Indeed website. Visit Indeed.com slash credit. You get $75 towards your first sponsored job. Terms and conditions apply. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play.
Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. This is the Canty and Carlin Podcast. Our next guest, I can relate to on so many levels. From flip-flops on an airplane to so many other things that just irritate the hell out of me in every walk of life. Well, Aaron Goldhammer, I'm Ian Fitzsimmons here on Canty and Carlin. And for the fellows here on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Sirius XM Channel 80, presented by Progressive Insurance. Sebastian Maniscalco has a new movie coming out about my father with Robert De Niro. It comes out May 26th. You can follow him on Twitter, at Sebastian Comedy. I highly recommend going to see his stand-up uh, act. And Sebastian, thanks for your time here on ESPN Radio. I thought about you the other day. I was in the grocery store, and a woman breaks out a checkbook and coupons how do you handle yeah, that i'm surprised though they're even making coupons anymore i mean uh and the checkbook i haven't seen in at least 10 years so i don't know where you're shopping but i suggest you maybe pivot and go somewhere else <laughs> i'll go ahead and out him, man it was tom thumb otherwise known as tommy pinky man and i was absolutely livid and i remembered your your stand-up bit on that from like seven eight years ago i'm going that's it Right there. How much of your stuff comes from real life experiences? For instance, if you see a dude wearing flipping flip flops on an airplane, what do you do? How do you react? Yeah, you know, the whole the whole act is taken from uh, life experiences. It's not like I'm sitting in a room trying to come up with funny things. Uh, I got to live my life in order to extract the humor out of it. So, yeah, I, I, I like kind of bouncing around town. Now that I'm a, a parent of a six-year-old and a three-year-old, I'm involved in, you know, the sporting activities where, you know, I took my kid to soccer yesterday. He's three years old and, uh you know, I, 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 I'm looking at the parents on the sidelines. Uh, by the way, what I've been doing, I've been, I've been bringing a little wine to the soccer practices. <laughs> I tell you what, man, it really helps watching three-year-olds with a little buzz. You know, um, so that's what gets me through those uh, those soccer those soccer practices. Are you yelling, Sebastian, at the officials? Bad call in a soccer game. How do you respond? Yeah, I haven't got to that point yet, and I've often thought how I'm going to behave in regards to some uh, sporting event that may be not going our way. I've often despised the parents that come out and, like, um, get the umpire in a chokehold. I don't know if you've seen any of these videos where the, the parents are rushing the field, and next thing you know, they got the uh, the referee in an arm bar. That's, that's not going to be me. Uh, I, I look at sports as more of a fun activity and recreational. I'm, I'm not... Uh, I don't think my kids, based on their athletic prowess at this point, are, are, are going pro anytime soon. 
How much do you find yourself judging other people at said practice or a game or at the pickup line at school? That's where I found myself really judging other humans. Well, the pickup line at school, uh, my wife and I often get in an argument in regards to going to school and, and getting our kids. I look at it as a military mission. I just want to uh, extract the asset, get back in the <laughs> chopper, and go home. But my wife makes a day of it. She's there for 45 minutes talking to the parents about snacks and what they do when the kid does this, does that. I don't do any of that. I get my kids. I get out of there. I go back to the house. But, uh, yeah, I'm listen, I'm always looking at people's behavior. And in this day and age where people are so bent out and, and sensitive about, oh, you're making fun of this, that, and the other thing, that it, it, that's what comedians kind of do. They make light of situations. They poke fun at people, and they also poke fun of themselves. And it's all supposed to be taken with a grain of salt. I just be, I wish people would just loosen up a little bit and, and enjoy what comedians have to offer. Sebastian Maniscalco, his movie is About My Father. It premieres on May 26th. He's doing 3,000 radio interviews, and we're lucky to be one of them today. I see the poster is you and Robert De Niro, Sebastian. So what's the story of how you first met Robert De Niro? Met De Niro on set of The Irishman, but, you know, De Niro's not one of these guys that, you know, when they yell cut, you know, we're we're sitting there powwowing about where we're going to go to dinner that night. He's kind of a man of few words, and he's very intimidating. He's, uh, you know, and, and, and I'm 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 on this movie set with Pacino and Pesci and Scorsese and De Niro, so I was, you know, I had anxiety. My hair was falling out during the scene. You know, I was like, I can't believe I'm actually doing this. So we 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 became a acquainted with one another, but uh, he then subsequently came to see me at Radio City Music Hall, came backstage, and this 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 movie idea of mine, uh, I, I didn't have the relationship with Robert De Niro to call him and go, Bob, you want to play my dad? There was, there was none of that. Uh, it, it was more like we went through the proper channels and, uh, and, and he got the script, really enjoyed the script. The next thing you know, we're in Mobile, Alabama. And De Niro's playing my dad. Now, I had posters of De Niro on my wall as a kid from Casino to Godfather to Raging Bull. And next thing you know, my dad is on set teaching De Niro how to do a dye job because because my dad's a, a hairstylist. And De Niro wanted to know how to do proper highlights in the movie. So, I mean, this is something I never thought would be in the cards for me. I came out to LA in 98 to do stand up and now 2023 I'm promoting a, a movie about loosely based on my life where De Niro's playing my dad. It's, it's pretty unreal. Was De Niro able to lock down the highlights that your dad taught him? Well, De Niro being such a great actor, I think he does better hair than my father now. <laughs> You know, I mean, based on what my dad taught him, I think he uh, De Niro could open up a salon. Hey, what's, what was more intimidating, by the way, just being on the set with those guys at first or finding out De Niro fathered a child at the age of 75? I mean, that gives me a whole lot of hope. Well, he's 79, but uh, and I thought I was an old dad. I got, I'm 50. I got a three-year-old. This guy's 79. He's got a newborn, so... <laughs> God bless them. You know, I I find a lot of the time I'm playing with my kids. You know, a lot of the playtime I'm I'm laying down. There's a lot of let's bury daddy tonight. 
um, because my knees hurt and I got a herniated disc. I mean, I don't know. I'm a mess over here. I don't know if like this is what 50 feels like or I have an autoimmune disorder. I, I don't know what's going on with me. <laughs> Sebastian Maniscalco's movie about my father premieres in theaters coming up um, on May 26th. How many of the reviews of this movie are you actually going to read, Sebastian? Don't really like to tap into the reviews, you know. It's uh, you know, good or bad. I'm proud of this movie. It, if it made a dollar or it made a hundred million dollars, I, I would be proud. It's just something that it's a love letter to my dad, and I think that your listeners out there would really enjoy the movie. Uh, what I've been hearing from other people that have seen it is they come out of the theater going, hey, man, I, I, I want to go call my dad, or I miss my father. I lost him when I was 10 years old. You know, I, I, I think a lot of people out there, uh, when it comes to family, it, 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 you know, this, it, this resonates with them. It's cause you're, not gonna, you're not only going to laugh, but I think you're, you're going to cry a little bit. So uh, for me, uh, it's a love letter to my dad, and I'm so happy that he's alive to see it. That is absolutely tremendous. Sebastian Maniscalco, the movie is about my father. It uh, debuts May, it premieres May 26th in theaters near you. Go check it out. Before we turn to you loose, we know you're a Cubs fan. You're a Bears fan. Um, you threw out the first pitch of the Cubs game recently, man. What, what's more nerve-wracking, getting on stage doing stand-up in a new joint or making sure in the back of your mind you're going, don't want to hop this damn pitch? Well, for me, it's it's the pitch, and I'll tell you why. Again, I, I don't know what's going on with my body. I ruptured my bicep uh, about three weeks prior to that pitch, so basically what I had to do is wrist it in. I I just lobbed the thing in. It wasn't a fastball by any means. It was just a high lob over the plate. That's all I was looking for. So, yeah, I was I was sweating that pitch for, for about a week out. I'm like, I don't know, because I, I, I don't want to be one of those guys, like you said, embarrassing, just, you know, Either, either, either throwing it into the stands or, or to the left or the right. I at least wanted the. By the way, I got to tell you something, and I don't know if this is what's going on in baseball now, but I didn't even have a catcher catching the thing. They brought the mascot out. Is this what they're doing now? With the, I, I thought you know, growing up, you saw Ron Say catching the first pitch. I got, I got the cubby guy, the the the, the cub mascot with a big mitt on. I go, is this an insult or what's going on? Yes. Is this what's happening? Your, to answer your question, yes, that is. Yes. That, that's, that's, I guess, where we're at uh, right now in sports. Sebastian, I, I love you know your take on the Passover Seders because I think it's the worst meal I eat all year. So my last thing for you is please, I want your family to come and cater our Passover Seder so we're not eating horrible gefilte fish and we can chow down on some pasta and some Italian food. How nice would it be to have a little matzo ball and meatball? That's all I'm saying is just implement some of the Italian cuisine just to get us through the the celery and the uh, and the. I, I don't even know what I'm eating. It's like salt, <laughs> celery, and figs. I, I, I just I, I need substance when I eat, so I'm, I'm pushing for the Italians to. To, to cater the uh, the, the satyrs. Uh, it's just not happening. Let's, let's get that done. How's your dad feel about the Bears' upcoming season, man? You know, we're always optimistic, Bears fans, but, you know, by game three or four, what, what we do at the house, and I don't know if anybody else is doing this, is we have like a basket of socks, 
and they're rolled up and uh, we throw them at the TV set. Uh, that's how we get our frustration out when it comes to the Chicago Bears. But hopefully this year they'll do something. We're just looking for something to cheer about, for God's sakes. I just I just want to make it to the playoffs and, uh, and, and have some hope. But uh, I don't know. I, I'll, I'll always be a Bears fan. I've been living in Los Angeles for 25 years, but uh, my heart is still in Chicago. That is genius with a rolled-up sock at the expense of TV. I'm taking that one, man. That is an absolute (laughs) steal. Sebastian, again, congratulations on the movie About My Father. It premieres May 26th. Go check it out in a theater near you. We greatly appreciate your time here on ESPN Radio. Thanks for having me on, guys. I'll I'll, uh, hopefully see you soon. Take care. Done and done. Keep crushing it. Sebastian Maniscalco here with us on ESPN Radio. We could talk to that guy for an hour and a half, but we can't because coming up in in about seven minutes, our man Woj whammied the projected number one overall pick of the NBA draft, and we explain how he did it right here on ESPN Radio. Canty and Carlin, the podcast. Adrian Wojnarowski, ESPN senior NBA insider, put the ultimate whammy on the potential projected number one overall pick in the upcoming NBA draft, Victor Wimbanyama. When he said this, oh, dude, the Wimby whammy. (laughs) How do you live up to this from Woj last night? Victor Wembanyama is simply the greatest draft prospect in the history of the NBA, maybe in all of team professional sports. A number of executives who will be in the room tonight who are in this draft lottery tell me that they believe he could be the best player at both the offensive and defensive ends by his third season in the NBA. With Aaron Goldham, Rummy, and Fitzsimmons here on ESPN Radio, in for Canty and Carlin here on the ESPN App Series XM Channel 80. Aaron. Yeah. Yep. Holy mother. Okay. I mean, that is about as big as it gets. And did he forget about a guy that played right outside of Cleveland when I was in Columbus, Ohio? Yeah. His high school team is playing at the Schott- then Schottenstein Center. Yeah. The governor of the state. Yeah. Captain Game Day, Kirk Herbstreet, all courtside. Yes. It was yes. every dignitary yes. in the state to watch yes. a guy named LeBron His play high a high school, school game. games were called by Jay Billis and Dick Vitale. That was LeBron's high school career. He was nicknamed the chosen one before he had played one second of NBA basketball. Then, people forget these stories, Ian. He went to a Cavs practice, and not only did he practice with the Cavs, but he was still in high school, and he was 10 times better than anybody that the Cavs had on their roster in the NBA at the time. God bless Woj, and I'm not taking anything away from Victor Wembanyama. I think with him, Ian, there's almost more of a curiosity than anything. Um, because I've because seen highlights. Because people have seen him? Yeah. Like, at 2 o'clock in the afternoon, I'm not watching French League basketball. And by the way, they didn't put that on ESPN. They were more likely to put Bronny James high school games on. So, look. They did. I, I, I mean, and they did. I think that he is a highly touted prospect. I'm sure they're partying in San Antonio. But I don't think he's nearly as hyped as the guy who, as a junior in high school, was on the cover of Sports Illustrated, and it called him the chosen one. Like, he's not on LeBron's level. I'm sorry. There's no doubt in my mind that general managers told Woj that, obviously. I mean, Woj is as connected as any human on the planet when it comes to sport he covers. Yeah, but most of those general most managers of those guys, I think, are, around. Are, are, are prisoners of the moment. That's what I was going to yeah. say. They, they, yeah. are, they are in yeah. the moment, and we forget sometimes 
the greatness of the past. And the ultimate example of that is LeBron James. Sure. And Kareem. I mean, I wasn't around when Kareem came out of UCLA, but Kareem was the best player on campus when he was a freshman, and John Wooden wouldn't even let him play with the varsity squad. That's how good he was. I mean, and changed the game forever. No doubt. Don Cheadle played Earl the Goat Matagalt in a movie where the goat, his arch rival, was Lou Alcindor, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. And, and, and in that movie, that's when you real, that's when I got first introduced to Lou Alcindor's past, this, this icon coming out of New York who goes yep. to UCLA and never yep. does not win an, yep. an NCAA title. To yep. your point, somewhat prisoners of the moment when it comes to these GMs and their assessment maybe yeah. of Victor Wimbanyama look, who I'm got whammy. I'm excited to see him. <laughs> yeah. pressure on this dude. <laughs> right. I mean, if he doesn't become one of the five greatest players of all time, right. he's a boss now. Right. <laughs> Oh, mercy, son, mercy. With Aaron Goldhammer, I'm Ian Fitzsimmons. Coming up next, a 12-year NBA vet and NBA all-star joins us to weigh in on game one last night. Thanks for listening to the Canty and Carlin podcast. You can listen to the show live weekdays from 3 to 7 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Plus, you can listen on the ESPN app. Canty and Carlin, the podcast. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. 